Hey friends, how are you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting Daf Pezayin, Daf 87 of Masech Tuxubis, friends. Well, uh, well, we're going to see two Mishnahis today. Uh, one of them talks about like netters and vows and stuff. And I think there's a siren happening outside. They're probably just trying to bother me. I don't know why. I don't bother them. Um... Well, they're really sustaining that note on the siren. They hit, they hit like the most, like the highest note, and they just sustained it. And then we get to a sugu called Pogemis Ksubasa. We'll learn what that is, friends. Different situations in which um, a wife needs to swear in order to extract the Ksuba payment. So, here we go, friends. Tafpevav Amud Beis. Without further ado, says the Mishnah. Kosavla. If uh, a husband says, he writes to his wife, all right, all right. I'm not going to make you swear about anything. And Yochul Ashbiya, so you can't make her swear. Avom Ashbiya, who is your shell? But he could make her, um, like, inherit her swear. So, like, if she gets divorced and then she dies, and now the kids are like, yo, bro, we want. Our mom's ksuba. He's like, yo, kids, swear. They're like, I don't know. What, what are they? I don't know what they say. But they got to do it. Um, if she sold her ksuba, and now some fellow is like, yo, bro, she sold her ksuba to me. You got to pay me. He's like, yo, dude, swear. Whatever, that's what happens. Okay, so, 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 okay, so if he says to her that he's not going to make her swear, so he doesn't make her swear, but he can make like other people, right, like her inheritors or um, um, people that she sold it to. By the way, Lemaisa, I'm fasting today. The fast ends is this Tzom Gedalia, friends. I'm recording this in Tzom Gedalia after two days of Rosh Hashanah. Tzom Gedalia, it's 6.15 p.m. The fast ends at 6.55 p.m. So, I'm at the very end of my fast, so I'm sorry if I'm being a shtickle nudnik. If he says that, um, I'm not gonna make you swear or your inheritors or, um, or, or like people you sold the app to, excuse me, uh, Babel Young. Did I just say sell the app? Why would I have said that? To sold the ksuba to. Um, okay. Below your where am I? Meneder shvua enu li alaych v'al yoshaych v'al abayim b'shusech and yochel ashbia so you can't make her swear lohiv lo yoshel or um, inheritors v'lo sabayim b'shusa or people who she sells the ksuba to can't make any of those people swear. Avol yoshem ashbin also, but his inheritors. So if he dies and his like kids can make her swear v'as yoshel. Um, or they can make her inheritors swear, um, or people who are, you know, she sold it to. Neither, okay, so, alright, alright, what do you want me to tell you? Neither, okay, if he says, I'm not gonna make you swear, nor are my inheritors gonna make you swear, nor anybody who I may have sold property to. Alaych, not you, nor your 
inheritors, or anybody that you sold your ksuba to, so he can't make her swear, so he can't make her swear, nor can his inheritors, nor anybody we sold property to, they can't make her swear, not anybody who inherits her, or anybody who she sold the ksuba to. Friends, this is an exciting Mishnah. Okay, so now, if, okay, so you have this woman, she was married, and let's say she was like, uh, we, we mentioned in the previous Mishnah, if she was like an opetropist or something, if she was like, you know, put in charge of the business or whatever. But then he dies, and immediately after he dies, she goes, so meaning, this guy had sworn that, um, you know, he's not going to make her swear, nor his kids, or, you know, anybody else not going to make her swear, or, like, her kids, whatever it is, right? They're, they're not, right? he's not going to make her swear, nor the kids, or anything like that. Then he dies. And then she goes from the, uh, excuse me, Babylon. And she goes, right, she goes back to her father's house. I, she's not going back to her husband's house. She's not going to be in Apotropis uh, any further. Or she went to her father-in-law's house, but she didn't return to being sort of like, you know, involved in the business at all. So, so there's nothing that they could, that the inheritors can, can make her swear about because when the husband was alive, he said that he's not going to make her swear about anything. When he died, she then didn't go back into the business. So there's really nothing Right, anything from when he was alive, she won't have to swear about because he said he's not going to make her swear or his inheritors or anything like that. And um, after the death, she didn't go back into the business. So there's really nothing that she's going to be swearing about. But if post-death she does go back into the business, so then the inheritors can make her swear about future things, right, to make sure she's not stealing anything from the business. But they can't make her swear about anything from the past from when the husband was alive because he said that he's not going to make her swear nor the inheritors or anything like that. But once he's gestorben, once he's dead, and then she gets she once again gets involved in the business, so then they can make her swear about anything from post-death. Shvua mai avidita. So when we, what is this shvua that we're talking about, right? When we're talking about make her swear, don't make her swear, what, what, what what's she swearing about? So I'm reviewed on my rab. About any, uh, you know, business dealings that, right, she was, in, she was running the business in her, while her husband was alive. And we're saying, uh, excuse me, Pavel, we're saying that if he says that he's not going to make her swear, so it's not going to make her swear about any of the, uh, the uh, you know, business dealings when he was alive. Okay. Reb Nachman Omar, Rabbi Barvua, ala pogemisk subosa. Ooh, Says of Nachman named Rabbi Barbua that's talking about Pogemis Ksubas. We can talk, we can tell him about what Pogemis Ksubas is. We're going to learn about it, Lamaisa, at the end of the Amud. Pogemis Ksubas is a situation where, um, there's a Ksuba worth a thousands of, and she says, look, so he says that he paid it. She says that she only received a hundreds of. That's what Pogemis Ksubas is. And we say later on that she, if she wants to extract the full thousand, um, in addition to the, right, meaning the, the difference of the 900 above and beyond the 100 that she's already received. So, she has to swear and then she can chap it around. So, according to Yudah Amirab, so what we're talking about, does she swear, does she not swear? That is talking about, 
um, the, her business dealings from when he was alive. But when it comes to like this, um, you know, he says that he paid the um, Ksuba and she's saying that she only received a hundred she would still have to swear there, right? He's not saying that she's not going to have to swear ever. She's not going to have to swear when it comes to business dealings. Whereas if Nachman says, that no, even if she, you know, in the situation where uh, the husband, right, they get divorced and the husband says, I already paid you the ksuba and she says, no, I only got a hundred. Um, Rav Nachman says, even, Rav Nachman what? Rav says, even in that situation, um, she would not need to swear. So, now, also of Motre, Omra Lishmaita Kame Dirvashi. So Mordechai went and he and he, he basically asked the Kasha Tirvashi, he says, I don't understand. Kishlomalaman the Omr Al Pogemsk Subaso. So I understand Rav Nachman Amrabu Baravua, who says that he cannot even make her swear about uh, the Pogemsk Subaso when she says she only received a hundred Zuz. Demaska Adaito. I understand, meaning when they got married, she says, Look husband, brother, dude, well, not brother in the literal sense, she's not marrying girl, brother, but like, brother, you know, like, bro, amigo, you get it? Good. Husband, guy, so she, okay, so they're getting married, and she says, husband, guy, I don't want you to ever make me swear, and what's she referring to? She's referring to like, you know, if we get divorced, and then uh, you know, I'm gonna say that you only paid me a hundred zuz. I don't want you to make me swear about this stuff, alright? Husband, dude, fellow, guy. Because maybe I'll need some money, right? Maybe I'll need some money. And I'll chapter a rein for my ksube. And therefore, you know, if we get divorced, I'll say, look, you know, yeah, I chopped a rein a hundred zuz already, but, but still, you need to pay me the remaining nine hundred, and I'm not gonna wanna have to swear in that case so i can understand why she would be exempt from swearing when it comes to um um because when she gets married she can imagine that it might there might be the situation where she needs to take money out from the ksuba and then you know she's going to say that she only received part of it based on what she took out of the ksuba so she says to him I want you to write to me that in that case, you're not going to make me swear. Ella, Manda Omer, Al Apachupa Shanaisis Vichai Baila. But, according to Avira Amarav, who says that what we're talking about is, is she going to swear regarding, um, is she going to swear regarding, um, uh, like if she was involved in the business and that she didn't take anything from the business? E, Miavas Yoda, the most of La Apachopia. How, uh, how, how would she know that he was gonna, uh, appoint, you know, put her in a position in the business? The Amrle that she says to him, that you're never gonna make me swear that I, that I didn't take anything out of the business. She doesn't know that he's gonna give her a job in the business. And therefore, how would she even know to, um, to say, you know, swear that you're not gonna make me uh, you know, write, write for me that you're never going to make me swear about the business. She doesn't know that she's going to be working in the business. Omale, so uh, Ravashi says to Rav Mordechai, Nisula. So Ravashi says, look, yeah, you learned that Rav Yehuda Marav is talking about making her swear about uh, the business. 
And then you're not sure how does that stim with uh, Rav Nachman and Rabbi Baravua, who says that it's talking about um, uh, even uh, Look, we teach Rav Yudah Marav regarding the following, which is that we said that if when her husband dies, she goes straight back to her own father's house and she never gets involved in the business anymore. Or she goes back to her father-in-law's house, however, but she doesn't get involved in the business anymore. So then the inheritors can never make her swear about anything because in the husband's life, he said he's not going to make her swear, nor would his inheritors make her swear. So she doesn't have to swear about any of that stuff. And because she didn't get reinvolved in the business, there's really nothing that they can make her swear about. If she does get reinvolved in the business, so they can make her swear about any new business dealings, but they cannot make her swear about any past business dealings. At what point is it considered in the past? And at what point is it considered in the future? So on this, any business dealings from when the husband was alive. But the second that the husband dies, any business dealings that may have happened from the time that he died until the time that he was buried, according to Avudah Amarav, that already the, the inheritors can make her, the heirs I guess, could make her um, swear about that stuff. Rav Masna, whereas Rav Masna says, Afilu ben Misa Likvura, even any um, business dealings between the death and the burial, we do not make her swear because that is still considered based on right based right, based on the husband. The Amre the Amre Naidoi that the Naidoi say lechaga that when it comes to tax right the uh, tax I guess vilimzone and when it comes to paying for food vilikvura and when it comes to burial mizabninon below achrazto we can basically just take out of the uh, uh, father's estate and we don't need to um, like uh, mention anything about it. And, you know, I mean, and we're not concerned that like we're hopping around from the orphans and stuff like that. So that we can take these funds out of the property of the orphans and therefore, right, that right there and it comes from the husband, the father's estate. So it still goes based on him. So here also, any business dealings that would happen between the death and the burial would be considered based uh, on the fa- on, on the husband, and therefore we can't make her swear about it, according to Masna. All right, very good. What's this? Wait, what? Mm. Wait, there's like, well, did I get it? There's like a hair or something that's bothering me because it's in my vision. All right, let's go weiter. Amarabah, Amarabchia, lo neder. Okay, says Rabba in the name of that if he says that that I won't, that no no vows and no oaths. Who also, so he can't make her do any vows or oaths, but his inherit his heirs can. Heirs, I think, is nicer than inheritors. Noki neder noki that you are clean from vows and you are clean from oaths. Well, then he can't make her vow and oath nor can his heirs make her vow and oath like and oath vow and oath got it good because this is what he's saying to her that you are clean from having to ever experience a swear or an oath 
We have Yosef Amr, whereas if Yosef says the name of Rebchiyah, Dlo Neder, Udlo Shvuah, that when he says no vows and no oaths, he cannot make her swear, but the heirs can make her swear, Noki Neder, Noki Shvuah, he or the inheritors can make her uh, swear. Because this is what he's saying to her, cleanse yourself by swearing. Friends, we're moving on. Shalach Reb Zakeh de Mar Ukva. Reb Zakeh sends to Mar Ukva, Bein de lo shvue, Bein de no ki shvue. Whether we're saying no swear, no oaths, or you're clean from oaths, Bein de lo neder, Bein de no ki neder. Whether you're saying that there's no vows, or you're clean from vows. Oh, the mice, I should do a Taurus Nadarm. Could we do a Taurus Nadarm on Babylon Talmud? Probably not. Benichsei, who eno yachol ashbiel? Look at the end of the day, whether he says naki or 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 low or whatever. Here's here here here's the, here's what's important. If he says benich in my properties, so he who eno yachol ashbiel, so he can't make her swear. also, but the inherit the heirs can make her swear. But but it's from these properties, not my properties, but from these properties. Well, then it's whether it's his, whether it's his heirs. Benu ben also. Whether he, whether his heirs cannot make her swear. Friends, we're moving on. Amr of Nachman, Amr Shmuel, Mishum Abashol ben Ima, Miriam. So of Nachman says the name of Shmuel from Abashol ben Ima, Miriam. Bein de lo shvua, bein de noki shvua, bein de lo neder, bein de noki neder, bein minichosai, uvein minichsaye ilain. Bein hu uvein yorshav, ein majbi in osa. So, we, nobody should be able to make her swear. Avo, ma'ese, what can I do? Shari Amu Chacham, the Chacham said, Abali Pervinich Seisom, that if somebody wants to get paid back from the property of orphans, lo yipore ele b'shvua, um, they're going to have to swear. Interesting. Vigidamila, to those who say, Masnisa, that is Taka Brisa, Abashol ben Ima Miriam Omar, says Abashol ben Ima Miriam, Bein de lo shvua, bein de no ki shvua, bein de lo neder, bein de no ki neder, bein min chosai, bein min chsai ilain, bein hu vein yorshav, ein maj bein oso, hava ma'ese, shavei omu chacham, hava lipar min chsai som lipar el b'shvua. No, it's the same thing verbatim, basically, right? That uh, whether you say this lashon or that lashon, says Abishol ben Ima Miriam, I would say that that right, that they shouldn't be able to collect, but right, they shouldn't be able to make the people swear. But what do you want me to tell you? The, they, they say that whenever somebody comes to collect from Yisomim, they gotta swear. Omer of Nachman, Omer Shmuel, Allah Ben Imam Miriam. So it says of Nachman, Omer Shmuel, that the Allah is taka like Ben Imam Miriam, that they wouldn't have to swear. Like, uh, like Abishol Ben Imam Miriam. Alright, what do you want me to tell you? Friends, moving on. Says the Mishnah, Pogemis Ksubasa, Somebody who's pogemisk subas, we're going to explain all these things. Lotipara ela b'shvua, she can only get paid with a swear. But if she swears, if a witness testifies that the ksuba has been paid, lotipara ela b'shvua, so then she's got to swear if she wants to collect the ksuba. If she wants to collect from the property of the heirs or from property that was sold to other people, or if he's on vacation, Lotipara, and then they get divorced, right? Lotipara la b'shvua, so she's gonna have to swear if she wants to receive her ksuba money. So now, hapogemis ksubas aketzav. What is the situation of pogemis ksubas? We're gonna go through each case in the Mishnah and explain it. 
If a ksuba was worth 1,000 zuz. And he says to her, you, I've already paid you your ksuba. And she says, I only received one-tenth of the ksuba. And she's going to have to swear that that's in fact the case, that she only received one-tenth of the ksuba. And once she swears that that's the case, then she could collect, you know, whatever she swore that she's old, that she's owed. What's the situation of one witness testifying that the ksuba has already been paid? If the ksuba was worth 1,000 zuz. And he says to her, you've already received the ksuba. And she says, I did not receive nothing. Zilch. Nada. Null. Nil. Undefined. But the husband's got a witness. And the witness says that the um, ksuba actually has been paid. Now, of course, generally you need two witnesses, but we're saying that one witness can require her to swear. So she's going to have to swear that her story is true, that she didn't, that she really didn't receive anything, and then she can collect the ksuba. What's the situation of property that's been sold? So if the husband had sold all of his property to somebody else, and then she's collecting your ksuba from the people who purchased the property from the husband, uh, she can only extract from these people if she swears that she hasn't been paid. How does she, um, what's the situation with the heirs, uh, with the orphans? If the fellow died and he left his property for his uh, uh, orphans. She's being paid her ksuba from the Yisom. She's got to swear that she hasn't received anything. What would be the situation of where he's not around? If he went traveling someplace, and then they and then they get divorced. Now she wants to get paid, and he's not around. Um, she would have to swear that she hasn't received anything, and then um, she can get paid even if he's not around. Now this next. The Gemara is going to explain, take like an Amud on tomorrow's daf to explain what, how to understand Rib Shimon. But Rib Shimon Omer says, Rib Shimon, Kozman Subasa, whenever she is claiming her Ksube, Hayoshin Mashbinosos, then the, um, heirs can force her to swear. Vim Eina Tavask Subasa, and if she is not, uh, claiming her Ksube, then Eina Yoshin Mashbinosa, the heirs do not make her swear. Says the Gemara. So Rabbi Bachama Lameimar, Rabbi Bachama thought to say, Shvua de Oiraise, that we're talking here about a Shvua de Oiraise. Right? That meaning when the Mishnah says that he claims that he's paid her all a thousand zuz, she says, you only, I only, um, Chaptarai no hundred zuz, a tenth of the Ksuba. So she has to swear. So Rabbi Bachama wants to say that this is like Mamisha, she's got to swear, Mido Oiraise. Dikatoyin Mosayim, because this is essentially a case of he's claiming that um, that he's owed 200 and she's only saying 100. swear. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about this. There is a concept it's called that means that if Ruvain says to Shimon, Shimon brother, you owe me a thousand dollars. Shimon says Actually, I owe you $500. So we make Shimon swear that he's telling the truth, that he really only owes $500, and then he only owes $500. He swore. So that's what's called Modib Miktsas. 
And um, in that case, he's got to swear me to Orisa. So therefore, Rami Barham wants to say that our Mishnah, where she's got the Ksuba of a thousand Zuz, and she's, only, she's saying that she only received a hundred of it, that's Modib and Mikzas, right? And, uh, she's, and we're saying that she has to swear if she wants to collect the rest. So that should be a swear me to Orisa. It's Modib Mikzas Atayne. So Marovit says, Ravish Te Chuvis Badover, Rami Barhama, I have two things to retort to you. Chada, firstly, in general, in the Torah, when we swear, a swear is that you swear so as to not have to pay, right? If we take our example from a second ago, Reuben says to Shimon, you owe me a thousand dollars. He says, no, I don't owe you a thousand. I only owe you 500. So by swearing, he gets out of paying the thousand. Wherever he, Nishbaz tells this is Punk Fakir, this is the opposite. She's swearing that she's owed her ksuba and then she can collect all of it. So it's Punk Fakert. The owed, also, we don't swear about a shibud karkos, right? When 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 there's uh, um, property is mishubad, right? Such as over here by the ksuba, his property is is there's a lien on his property to pay the ksuba. Rather says of Rather says when it says that she swears, she swears midirabon, a rabbinic swear. Because in general, the paradaic, the fellow who's paying, is more meticulous. The mipara lodaik, whereas the person who gets paid, is not as meticulous. And therefore, the rabbis say, look, you are going to have to swear. You are the one receiving the money. And midirabonon, you're going to have to swear so that you're going to be, you're going to be paying attention to how much you actually received. Um, and, and yeah, because otherwise, we're concerned that maybe she did receive the whole thing and she wasn't paying attention. So therefore, we're saying that she has to swear so that she'll be more meticulous. What if when she received the 100 Zuz, there were witnesses that she received the 100 Zuz, and now she's claiming the remainder, the remainder of the 900. So, Do we say, look, since the husband paid the first hundred with witnesses, so if in fact it was the rest of it was paid, then there would be witnesses. Odilma Isramuye Isramile. Or maybe look, the only reason why there were witnesses for the first hundred says was because they happened to be there. But if they weren't there, then he wouldn't have chapped Maran. So therefore we can't necessarily assume that if uh, she was paid the remainder, then there would be witnesses. Tashma Kamir that whenever in, in the Torah, as we said a, a minute ago, they're swearing, you swear to get out of a payment. But in the following cases, you swear and then you can chaparan. You can, you swear and then you take. If you have a, um, a, a fellow who, a worker who is claiming that he didn't get paid and the, and the, and the employer is complaining that, is, is maintaining that he is arguing, claiming, that he did pay. So the employee can, um, uh, um, swear that he did not, that he did not get paid and then he can chaparan. Van Igzol, if a fellow gets stolen from, right? So if there are witnesses that see a thief go into a fellow's house and then uh, leave with some stuff, they don't know what the stuff is, but he leaves with some stuff and now the victim is claiming, look, I lost X, Y, and Z. So he can swear that he in fact lost S, Y, and Z and then the, Excuse me, then the um, thief will have to pay for it. You'll have to, yeah, return that. Vanechbo, if a, uh, right, if a fellow, right, there are witnesses that see 
that a uh, fellow, uh, you know, uh, um, what, what was the case that Shinichan Sukhbeso Viado Shalim Viado Viato Chabal Ah Omelo Chabalta Bivu Omelo Chabalta. Right. So the witness is that he went into some place and he was healthy, and then he left and he was all beaten up. So um, the guy can just swear that he got beaten up by a certain fellow, and then he can receive the money. Next, right? So, um, right? So, like for example, um, right? So, like if Ruvain says to Shimon, right? If Ruvain's claiming that Shimon owes him money, but the thing is, we can't trust Shimon to swear that 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 he's not owed, right? That he already paid it back. So, because he's not trustworthy, so then Ruvain can swear that he's owed the money and then chop it around. If you have a storekeeper. Um, who says that he, right, there was like a deal that he was supposed to like, you know, give stuff to like students or whatever. And the students are saying that they never got it. The storekeeper is saying that he did get it. So the students swear and then they could chop it around. And also somebody pays back part of the uh, document without witnesses. So then, um, right, if you uh, said that, um, that, um, right, if Ruven is owed money, and um, he says that he received part of it, but um, but there were no witnesses. So then um, he swears about the remainder, and then um, he could chop it around. So we say over there, shalom be'edim in be'edim lo. That if there are no witnesses, so then he chops it. Then, then he's got to swear. If there are witnesses, then he doesn't have to swear. Lo mi ba'ya ka'amar. We're saying no. Lo mi ba'ya be'edim divided to chashvot. No. If there are witnesses, then certainly. He would have to swear because if there were witnesses for the first part, then um, then um, right. Meaning the only reason why 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 Shimon is admitting to the um, or, or no, the only reason why if there are witnesses, so the only reason why Reuven is admitting that he received the first part is because um, there are witnesses, so he can't deny it. But that doesn't necessarily say anything about the rest of it, and therefore he's going to have to swear about the rest of it. But right, but where am I? But if there are witnesses, if there are no witnesses, so then if there were no witnesses, then Reuven has no reason to admit that he received part of it. He could just deny all of it. So so from the fact that he went out of his way and out of his goodwill, he admitted that he received part of it. So then it should just be right that, meaning if Reuven said that he didn't receive anything at all, so then you'd be able to collect the whole thing, right? Reuven has a document saying that he's owed $1,000. So he has a document saying that he's owed $1,000. He can receive it. But now that he's saying, oh, by the way, I received $100 of it already. So then, thank you very much for being an honest person, Reuven. But we're not going to make you swear now because you're being honest. But below Shavua, and you should be able to receive the rest of it without swearing. Um, so what it's coming to teach is that, no, even in that case, um, he would have to pay, right? Meaning we said... Uh, right. If there are no witnesses, still I said pay, right? But swear, you still have to swear. Fine. So what if you have this woman who says that um, she only received a hundred of the thousands, but she's being very detailed about it? You know, I received this amount now, this amount then, right? Even to the pachos mishvei pruta, so precise, even to less than a pruta's amount, she's giving specifics. So do we say, well, look, she's clearly being very specific. These things must have happened. She's telling the truth. Or maybe she's just being a con artist. Teku, we don't know. So what if, in this case, we're talking about a situation where 
Um, she's saying, so she's saying that she received nothing, right? Meaning, so they get divorced. He says, I already paid you your ksuba. She says, no, I didn't receive anything. However, by the way, the ksuba wasn't a thousand. It was only actually a hundred, but I didn't receive any of the hundred. Do we say, well, that's the same thing as pogemis? Just like when she says, it's a thousand zuz ksuba, but I only received a hundred of it. Give me the remaining 900. So just like there, she has to swear. So also over here, right? She's saying, look, it's not a thousand zuz, it's 100 zuz, but I didn't receive anything. She's also, it's the same thing. You'd have to swear. But maybe by pogemis, she has to swear because she's admitting that she received part of it. Over here, she's saying she didn't receive anything, so therefore, maybe she shouldn't have to swear. That uh, if she, in this situation where she says that the ksuba is actually less than, right, it's just a hundred zos, so then she can collect without a ksuba, without a uh, uh, swear. Ketzad, so what, what is, what's this case? That's a ksuba, so elev zos, if her ksuba was a thousand zos, va'amar la, and the husband says to her, it's he received your thousands of She says, I didn't receive anything. But the truth is, it's actually not a 1,000 ksuba, it's a 100 ksuba. She can get those 100 zuz without having to swear about anything. But my gabia, now we say one second, why is she entitled to those 100 zuz? Because she has a, this document. This this, this this document that says that the ksuba is a thousand zuz and she's saying actually it's only a hundred zuz, clearly this uh, um, document is no better than just a, a piece of pottery, a piece of clay. It's irrelevant. It says the wrong thing on it. It says a thousand zuz. It's only a hundred zuz. So it's, it says Rava, 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 that um, in this case, it's talking about, well, the ksuba is a good ksuba. For a thousand zuz, it's a good ksuba. There are witnesses, like that was all thing. Then after the fact, she said, look, I'm only ever going to claim a hundred zuz. So the, the, so the ksuba itself is a good ksuba. And then um, they made up amongst themselves that she would never claim more than a hundred zuz. And she's saying that she didn't receive it. So then she can receive it without having to swear. Friends, I'm going to run. Peace out.